Well, tonight we're so excited uh, of what to share with you. And, and here's the deal. Like, this is not going to be a sermon. Right. This is going to be us talking with you. Like, if we were having a conversation and what we were thinking about is what do we wish we had known back then yeah. that we know now that because we didn't know it brought stress to our marriage, right, and caused us a lot of dysfunction in our relationship and caused us to pass down dysfunction to our children. We have a 21-year-old daughter. We have a 19-year-old son. We have a 16-year-old daughter who is with us. Here, y'all give it up for my daughter, Maya. You're not standing up because you're not single. You're going to be a nun. Okay. Never getting married. No, thank you. Matter of fact, take that makeup off right now. You look too grown. You are so sick. All right, but what we're going to do is kind of frame this mm. talk up. But before we do that, I want to tell you a little bit about our story. Yeah. And our first date and how we met and, and uh, how I invited Irene to be a part of Team Jimmy. Y'all know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we were on the job working uh, together as technical recruiters. And I had just broken up with my boyfriend. I was on the phone with my sister and I was like, I just want male companionship. I'm sick of the dating scene. Guys, all they want is my body. I'm sick of this whole thing. I want somebody who wants my mind, my intellect, my spirit. Like, I want more. In two seconds later, as soon as I hang up the phone, What's Jimmy up, Rollins is doing? standing right next to my cubicle. Yeah. The creep was stalking me through the little hole in the cubicle and overhearing my conversation. And he was a tucker. He was a tucker back what then. That he used means to tuck is his pants. I had, <laughs> I had so he came immature over, abs. They weren't matured like, yet. He was really proud you know, so of himself because yeah. he was tucking. See, you, you, gotta be, you gotta be a big guy to know and appreciate. I, I feel shamed. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. I feel shamed you right now. You don't feel shamed. You love my gut now. Yes, I do. Yeah, Always my, have. Absolutely. But anyway. <laughs> dad bod. I, this is a dad bod. Dad bod, bod yeah. yes. I love your dad bod. So, yeah, so we meet, we on the job, you asked me out on a date, and I'm like, I don't date my coworkers, but you know, he had spit the whole Christian thing. I'm like, all right, he's safe, he's safe, he knows Jesus, he's safe. So we go out on this date. I mean, sparks are flying, y'all flying. We're driving in the car to my apartment and he's, I'm like, T can you tell me a little bit about this whole worship thing or whatever? He starts singing. Can you sing a little bit, babe? Sing something. No. Come on for me, please. Come on, babe. Sing. The very first time that I saw your brown eyes. Your lips said hello, done. and I said hello. Yes, I was done. I was singing worship, but I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it 100. Yep. So I'm crying. I'm feeling the presence of God. We get to my apartment. Sparks are flying, and you said we kissed, and then you said, hold up. Wait a minute. He asserted boundaries. He was the one who said, we can't have sex before marriage. I'm about my, you know, my, uh, my I just walk knew with how Jesus. hard it would be for you to keep your hands off me. Hey, yeah, true story. I was like, girl, I, I understand your struggle. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I was like, people like that exist? I was 21 years old. I had never met anybody who would do that, who would wait. What? Exactly what I said was, is like, I need to, I need, it, it was crazy because in that moment I kind of knew, and this is how I knew. So she, on the, I kiss her, and it wasn't even a good one yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
It was just the regular one. Y'all do the math. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and she, she pokes me. Go ahead and do it. Do what you did. And I had a, I had a muscle back then. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I love everything that's different about you. You said more than that. You said, where did you come from? Where did you come from? I did. Okay, I prayed for you my entire life. <laughs> I did I not say that. I stood in a long that. line of women oh, that were waiting for you. My I'm gosh. joking. So, so she says, I love everything that's different about you. And what had happened was, is I, I was in church. I was, you know, I'd gotten kicked out of Bible uh, college for fighting. Um, and uh, just, <laughs> I'm just giving y'all who I am. Because that's still in me. I still can turn it out if I need to. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so I, I, what I was telling her was, I said, listen, the call of God is on me. One day I'm going to preach. I'm going to travel the world and preach. And I really want to be uh, uh, authentic. And I started to tell her, like, my vision for my life so that the boundaries yep. were in place to assist me in where I was going. From the and, beginning. And from the beginning. And what she didn't know is I preached at this youth conference, and I walked off the stage, and this lady walked over to me, and she said, I have a word for you. And it was like God speaking to me, and she says, I want you to know that uh, God, you know, what, what you're going through right now is not crazy. God says, stop looking for your wife. God is going to send her, and she's going to love everything that's different about you. Mm -hmm. And she looks at me and says, I love everything that's different about you. So in that moment, I realized that this was a God moment. Mm -hmm. It was like destiny and time had come yeah. together. And, and, but all of that was, was real. Uh, it, but it was our relationship uh, started off very good. But the next day or the next week, there is this guy who she was dating before me that she was talking to her sister on the phone. So I called him. I said, can I get his number? And I said, yo, what's up, man? And he was like, yeah. I said, who is this? I said, this is Irene's new boyfriend. And I just want you to know you sent flowers to the office for her, and now they're on my desk. And I just want you to know your relationship is over, and you might just want to back off. And he did. And what I was doing is I was claiming what was rightfully going to be mine. Come on, somebody. But if I'm honest with you, the first time I saw her, although I was godly, mm -hmm. I thought, had a call of God mm -hmm. on, on my life, I was a butt guy. I'm just going to be, can I just be all the way? Can I keep it all the way 100? <laughs> when I saw the booty, there was music that was playing in my head. And then them calves, she had on this short skirt, and I was like, oh my God, look at them wheels. But I wasn't letting her see it. Y'all, I'm supposed it. to keep it real. Y'all sitting there like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. That's exactly what you think. They're sitting there faking, oh my God. Like, I can't believe he's saying that. Yep. It's hard to keep up with who you pretend to be, people. Yeah. Mm. And so I was attracted yes. physically mm -hmm. to her body parts. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep it 100. Mm -hmm. I was like, so my boy, I called my boy, I was like, yo, there's this girl, she fine. <laughs> and I was like, one problem though. He's like, what's her name? I was like, it's like a grandmama name. 
It is my grandmother's name. Her name is Irene. He was like, really, bro? Like, Irene? And I was like, but wait till you see her, homie. And we realized something in the beginning, that all, every single one of you have a type you're looking for. Every single one of you have a body type that you prefer. Yep. Raise your hand if that's you. Come on, come on, let's be real. It's like, no, I want it, him to be godly. <laughs> it's real. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. The I want her to be godly. Reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If she loves God, she's enough. Oh I was looking for a booty. Oh my God. And boobs. I'm just going to keep it 100. That's what I was looking for. It's singles night. It's not Sunday morning. I can say this, this is anatomy. And so, but there was more. There was more. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that compatibility was the first step, mm -hmm. but capacity was the next step. Mm -hmm. yeah. And attraction is a good starting point, mm -hmm. right? But staying attracted after body parts change. Is a whole nother game. Is a whole nother game. And so tonight we want to talk to you from the topic body types. Mm -hmm. What kind of body types are you looking for? You know, Jimmy, I saw some people raise their hands like they knew their type that they were looking for. But then I saw other people not raise their hands. Yeah. So what is that saying? That could possibly be saying you don't know what you're looking for. Is that what you're saying when you don't raise your hand? So hopefully tonight, by the end of this message, you'll have some, a better idea of what you're looking for. Because I believe that our, the models we've been shown have shaped what we look for. I don't know what model of uh, marriage or relationship you've been exposed to. What I love is that my daughters, when they describe what they're looking for in a guy, it sounds kind of like somebody I know, a godly man who's handsome and all that good stuff, leader, like strong. That's what they have been exposed to, right? They're not looking for perfection. They're looking for like an imperfect human being because that's what they've been exposed to. And so what is it? You have to look and see, what is your model? And all of us have a list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have a list of what we want in a relationship. If you're yeah. honest, you have a list. There's a list. And you can literally, as you look people, like if you're in a crowd like this, you're actually searching for your list. Mm -hmm. You're actually looking, nope, mm, ah, yeah, uh, yep. so, uh, somewhat. <laughs> but what should your list look like? In other words, and are you the type of person that would be on someone else's list. Yeah, I hear women all the time, like, I want abs, I got, they gotta have this, they gotta have, you know, $100,000 in the bank, they gotta have this nice car and this far in their career. You're 22 years old. Like, realistically, and by the way, you want a six pack, have you looked in the mirror? When's the last time? You, I, come I, on, I, let's I, get real. You want something that you don't even, 
you aren't yourself. That's and, honest. And, we've, we, and we keep it real in our house. And so my daughter's 21 oh, and she's gee, like, don't tell I, I'm going to tell them. And she'll, she'll be like, well, he's got to be A, B, and C, and D. And I'm like, mm -hmm. get your hair done. <laughs> Fix them edges. You expecting him to have a shape up and all this? Come on. And she's going down this list and I'm like, clean your room. She's not here. She's listening. Oh, I'm sorry, She's Kayla. mad at me. I am so sorry. We're helping the people, honey. Yeah, we're, we're helping, helping the people. people. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm trying to, what we're trying to say is, yeah. are you what you're looking for? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Are you what you're looking for? Because you will attract who you are. You will attract who you are. That's if right. you're nasty, you're going to attract nasty. If you're ratchet, you're going to attract ratchet. Are y'all hearing me? If you're holy, you're going to attract holy. If, if you ain't got your hair did, yeah. you're going to attract somebody ain't got a shape up. It's just a part of it. We're going somewhere. Yeah. But we got this list. Mm -hmm. And this list is like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. And what, I've, what we come to find is that what we had at the top of the list Really, now it's not even a part of the list. Mm -hmm. It's true. So we've been thinking about this, and, and, and that, where's that statement you said? Mm -hmm. uh, um, right here. I feel like you need to say that. Yes. I'd, so this is when you're evaluating your list, and you're like, this person has to be this, right? I want you to take that same list and ask yourself this question. I'd rather be alone then be with someone who is not fill in the blank. So what we're saying is, is I would rather be alone mm -hmm. than be with someone who doesn't have abs. How stupid is that? Right. I would rather be alone than to be with someone, come on somebody, who doesn't worship Jesus, who's not sold out for God. I'd rather be alone. And so th there's like this dichotomy of those two things that are working mm -hmm. in opposition. There's the good part of it and then the bad part of it. And yeah. so we want you to change your list tonight mm -hmm. uh -huh, with looking for the right type of body types. And, and the first, first one, one that you need to look for mm -hmm. is the type of body that has a mind mm -hmm. that stayed on Jesus. That's right. Come on, you're not looking for somebody crazy. Any of y'all want somebody crazy? Uh -huh, I want somebody crazy. Come on. You don't crazy want somebody Jesus. crazy. Yeah. You want the type of mind that is renewed. Mm -hmm. You want the type of mind that can mm -hmm. get vision and see nothing seasons. Come on. You want the type of mind that figures out tough things in tough times. I'm telling you right now, we have learned mm -hmm. that our mind was more important than our butts. Come on. We have come to understand mm -hmm. that our mind was more important than abs. Wow. Come on. We have come to understand 
that our mind, I'm telling you right now, Irene will tell you about it is impossible for somebody to be spiritually healthy if they are emotionally immature. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like our e- ability to be emotionally aware. Who knows what emotional health is? Raise your hand. Let me see it. Okay. Your emotional health, your emotional, it's sometimes referred to as EQ, your emotional quotient, will get you further in life than your IQ. You stop being smart by what, you know, 12th grade, you've learned as much, whatever. You're as smart as you're ever going to be, but your EQ will get you further in life because it's awareness of your emotional worlds, how to manage stress how to communicate what you need and want with your words, label your emotions, deal with them, process them. And you want to be connected with someone who is aware of their emotional world and can care for yours and vice versa. If you're not, then you're gonna be in a dysfunctional situation where you never get your emotions and your needs met and you're associated with someone who could be numbing, suppressing. Um, I've been there. I was completely unaware of my emotional world. Got married, fell in love, loved Jesus, popped out babies, was on the adrenaline high from all of those things. They kept us going. They kept the love going in our relationship in that phase of marriage. But then we had started to experience so much grief from people dying, people leaving our church, pain, Undealt with pain, trauma. Your crazy and family. My, yes, some issues with my family of, family of origin issues. And I started to medicate with alcohol. That was my choice of something to take away the pain. Little did I know, I was quickly going to become dependent to alcohol because of my background with trauma and my ignorance of, the dep- of alcohol addiction and how it works. So I quickly became dependent over a six-year period and ended up in rehab. I'm six years, four months sober now from alcohol addiction. But this crept up on me because I didn't know how to deal with my internal world. And it can happen to any of us. So that's, I always tell my daughter, I'm like, what are you looking for in a guy? And she's like, I don't, you know, she makes her list. I'm like, there's one thing that I ask. Somebody who is emotionally aware and willing to do the work. Willing to do the work to become aware of their internal world. We call it like minding our business. And all of us have a lot of business that needs to be minded. All the way from your jacked up family. Mm -hmm. And let me help us. You don't marry the person alone. Uh You marry their family. And you marry all of the people and the personalities Mm -hmm. that they are if their mind is not renewed in Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And so I'm not a proponent of of, what do you call it, dating? Missionary dating. Missionary dating. I'm going to, he's going to be okay. I just got to get him to church or get her to church. No, no, no. If they're not willing to work on themselves, you will spend the rest of your life trying to get them to work on them. Yeah. 
Uh huh. How you start is how is you how continue. continue. Come on down the journey of a mm -hmm. relationship. And you know, I love this. My daughter's 15. She's here. 16 now. Sorry, 16. But when she was 15, she liked this boy at school, right? And she's like, I was like, how's it going with so and so? She's like, ah, I'm not thinking about him anymore. I'm like, why? She's like, because he's not emotionally available. 16. She had the awareness to say, I'm looking for somebody who's going to be emotionally available. I said, oh, okay, Maya. Well, what does that look like? What was he doing? She's like, it's not that I need him to take care of my emotions. That's what I run to Jesus for. You go, girl. She said, I just need him to be available. I don't need him. Do, do you see the principles in that? She doesn't have an expectation of a guy to meet something that's meant for her savior to meet in her life. And I think so when, we can learn something from and that. So when child. I heard that, I then asked mm -hmm. the homies who went oh. to the basketball game to intimidate this guy. So uh -huh. I gotta, you gotta Maya. keep a couple friends that ain't always saved. <laughs> I made a phone call and I was like, hey yo, there's gonna be a game. She said she's going to it. I'm not gonna be there, but just sit next to this guy and intimidate him a little bit. Mm. And they did it. It was amazing. Uh, so, number two. Number two. Body types. A mind. Mm-hmm. Gotta have the kind of mind that's renewed in Jesus. Yep. Number two is you gotta have the body type eyes that have vision. You, I am telling you right now, what you see in front of you, the two of us, is a product of vision. Mm -hmm. Not eyes of what was attractive. Mm -hmm. Not eyes of what was going on in present moments. Mm -hmm. Because when Irene was passed out in the, in, in the bathroom and I'm traveling, speaking, and, and our 21-year-old daughter is calling me mm -hmm. saying, you know, mom is sleeping in the bathroom and I didn't want to tell her that mom was drunk and had passed out from alcoholism, I couldn't tell her that I had to get vision of her not in that situation. Mm -hmm. I had to get vision of who she is today. Mm -hmm. I had to get vision of her coming out of where she was. And what happens is, is if we are just looking for what is attractive, yeah. we won't have vision for when it's not attractive. And I'm telling you right now, you need to find and date someone that has some semblance of vision. Something, someone that can speak those things that be not as if they already are. Someone says that I might be broke now, but I got a vision for this type of job and I'm working towards what I see. And when you're going through things in your relationship, you can, that won't just give up because it looks bad at the time. You're going to need somebody that can look at the situation, come on, and see what God sees. I'm telling you right now, I have I am so grateful that I found someone that doesn't allow what we're looking at to determine what we see and vice versa like we would literally we've been able to buy and sell what five homes flip homes do all kinds of things travel I would have been in the first townhouse we purchased if it wasn't for the vision that you have to take risks, things like that. That's that whole opposite thing, that whole strengths and weaknesses thing. My awareness of my strengths, his awareness of his, and weaknesses, and we leverage them in our relationship. But 
I love how you always say um, the, the, uh, just because the recognition of your own strengths doesn't mean the absence or something. What oh, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. And so when we're talking about mm -hmm. relationships, what I want to say is this, because most of us, there's some of us, there are guys that get intimidated by strong women. Can I talk about that for a second? You want your wife strong. Thank you. Let me tell you why. Thank you. Can, come on, can my strong sister stand your up wife in this room? Strong. Come on. That's you right. It's a okay. Strong woman Embrace who your will strength. pray when you want to quit. You want a strong woman who won't quit, won't quit because there's a quitter on the inside of come me. Come on. Come on. I'll quit in a heartbeat when it gets hard. Yes, he will. But Irene will say, listen, when we were going through our worst, when we were cursing each other out mm. and Irene was dealing with alcohol and I was 420 pounds because of emotional weight. She said, listen, mm -hmm. we got married. You said yes to me. Yeah. And no matter what, we're gonna make it. I didn't have that kind of strength. Yep. I was out of the door. Come on, I, I was like, I can't take this. You crazy, your mama crazy, your family crazy, I'm crazy. You want someone strong. Yeah. And the statement that Irene asked me to say is this, awareness of your wife's strength does not mean the absence of your own. Awareness of the strength of the person you're dating does not mean the absence of your own. Because the goal mm -hmm. in relationships is not who's right. Because mm -hmm. you're gonna get in arguments. It's yep. so funny how when you're dating, right? Like you think about it, you have to do everything to keep your hands off of each other. Everything. Mm -hmm. Like man, this is gonna be my wife, it's hard. <laughs> Pastor, pray for me. <laughs> Trying to keep it holy. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you get married, now you do everything. It's hard to come together. What is that? It's the enemy. Come on. Trying to divide. First, he's trying to divide you when you're single. And then he's trying to divide you when you're married. And I'm telling you right now, without her strength, I would not be the man of God that God has called me to be. Because it was in weak moments where I didn't want to preach because I was dealing with a pornography issue. I didn't want to lead. She says, listen, you're called. You're anointed. You're appointed. And when we were going through that season uh, uh, years and years and years ago, it was her prayer that pulled me out of the pit yeah. of shame. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, dudes, mm -hmm. only insecure men don't want secure women. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the body parts, it's the mind, it's the eyes, and number three, it's the mouth, uh -oh. okay? You want a mouth that... Makes out well. That's not what I was gonna say. I'm telling you right now, I'll kiss you right now in front of everybody and, and show them how to do it. I'm not gonna do it. You want a mouth that speaks well. You want of a mouth others. 
that knows the word of the God. The word of God, yes. Speaks well of others. This is full of life-giving words. You know what I mean? Like that's not tearing you down, abusing you with, your, with, their, with words. You want someone that's life-giving. Like Jimmy will give me feedback about something that's negative, but he says it in a life-giving way. It doesn't tear me down, it builds me up. And what he has done is over the years, I've dealt with my insecurity because I've been able to trust that the feedback he's giving me is for me, not to harm me. Yeah. And so you'll know this in your dating relationship. Mm -hmm. I want you to listen to how they speak about other people. Yep. Listen to how they speak about their last relationship. Yes. Listen about what their language is when they're stressed. Mm -hmm. Language about how they ended the previous relationship. Some of y'all are like, yeah, man. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't date you. They're sitting right next to you right now. Like, you're mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like, do they have the capacity to have a conversation to resolve conflict? That's emotional intelligence. We may not have to stay together, but we can still be friends because we were able to communicate about it and move on. Like, do they have the ability to diffuse conflict? That's something we should be looking for in a body type, a mouth that can communicate. And so, it's for us, we, we look at couples and we go to, out to eat and they're just sitting at the table eating and they haven't talked for an hour. Have y'all seen that? Like, and I'm just like, they hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I am telling you right now, I have learned mm -hmm. that my wife is a picture of the voice of God when she speaks life into me, mm -hmm. when I'm doubtful, mm -hmm. when I'm discouraged, yeah. when I'm pissed off, yeah. when I want to fight. Jesus, Church people make you want to fight. <laughs> remember who you are. Mm -hmm. Y'all think I'm playing. Right I got to tell him, remember who you, you are. You have to find the body type, mm -hmm. the person that speaks life. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, a good indication, if you are a female, ready? Look how they talk to their mom. It will give you a good indication. Mm -hmm. Look what they speak to. Look who they talk. Do they, can they receive from a manager at work who's a woman? Ooh, I'm telling that's you right a good now. One, Jimmy. I'm giving y'all stuff. Like, yeah. like, some of y'all sitting there like, oh man, I wish this was holy. Hmm. The next one. The next one. <laughs> Shoulders that can carry some weight. Come on. Uh, you, you need some shoulders that can carry, carry hard seasons. Because they're coming. They're coming. I'm mm -hmm. telling you right now. If he can't carry, if she can't carry weight, mm -hmm. if he can't carry weight, it's, they're, they're the wrong person. Yep. How do they endure difficult seasons? Mm -hmm. How do they carry the weight of, of pain of, of, of someone else's friend? Mm -hmm. Or friend. Because some of it is they're carrying too much weight. Mm. Be careful to be in a relationship 
where they are carrying everybody else's problems. Ooh, that's and they good. don't know how to have boundaries and put them down. Because I'm telling you right now, one of the biggest challenges in our relationship uh, when we were dating and then we were married is I, I felt like Irene just carried everybody else's 100%. problems yep. and couldn't carry mine. Yep. I was codependent and I needed that boundaries book, whoever I gave it to. But that's why I needed that book and that lesson. And here's the deal. Like, you're going to have the awesome privilege to walk through life with someone and go through hard seasons. Did I just say that right? Yes, I meant that. You have the privilege of walking through the hard seasons of life with someone. It's a privilege. It's an honor, Jimmy, to have walked through your weight loss journey with you. It has been an honor to hold you accountable and not shame you when you were walking through porn addiction. It has been an honor to watch you grow, evolve, and develop into the man of God that I always had a vision and knew you would be. And you are a sexy chocolate man now. And I benefit from the fruit of that because I had shoulders to carry hard seasons. I had the capacity to carry my husband's humanity and vice versa. And we don't want you to just be wild by that. Yeah. We want that to be your model. Yeah. It's real. It's real. And I think what gets us to the next one, the type of heart mm. that loves like God's love. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is impossible mm -hmm. to love your spouse if you have not fallen in love with Jesus. We said this at married night, and it fits for here tonight. What is love? Mm -hmm. God is love. God doesn't decide to love. God doesn't say, when you get your hair done, I'll love you. Mm -hmm. God doesn't say, if you gain weight, I'm not, if you got to keep your body in a certain way, then I'll love you. God's love looks for ugly. Mm -hmm. God's love cannot define itself as love unless it finds something that believes it's unlovable. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. In other words, I'm going I'm to do a little illustration. This chair, somebody created that chair. Yeah. Imagine that's the first chair that was ever created, ever. Mm -hmm. Like no one would know it's a chair. And someone said, what are we going to call that? Chair. Yeah. Why, why is it called a chair? Because someone sits in it. Yeah. Like you can't call it a chair. The first person who created it, if no one sits in it, it's not a chair. It's just furniture, right? It's just metal and some cloth and some basket weave kind of thing. <laughs> but in, in order for it to define itself as a chair, somebody has to sit in it, right? right. right? If no one sits in it, it's not a chair. Mm -hmm. So what is love? God is love. Yeah. Now, the definition of love and what he created it for is love is supposed to search for things that aren't lovable. It's supposed to look for something that's ugly. It's supposed to look for something that's broken. It cannot, like love is all forgiving. 
So in order for it to forgive, it has to find something that's unforgivable. In order for it to be love. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You can't say you're falling in love with someone unless you know the worst about them. Because knowing the worst about them says this. You are meant to sit all your issues right here. All of your junk, all of your past, all of your ugly, all of your family of origin, all of your junk. I am called for you to sit right here. And that's how love defines itself. In other words, this. I, me and Irene been married 22 years. I said that. We were at, a, we were at doing this conference. Uh, and, and, and the panelists asked us. We were on this panel on national, like on national, on a national stage. And, and uh, they said, when did you guys fall in love? Uh-huh. about six years ago and they were like hold on you've been married 22 years and I said yeah <laughs> I kind of liked her for 15 years we were married what are you saying I said well I, love didn't have an opportunity to define itself until the worst of her uncovered itself he says well what do you mean come here and I said well when she was in rehab I sent her a letter that said I chose you then and I choose you now and love is not her makeup love is not that she loves me back love is I am called to represent the love of Jesus, to love you when everything about you that culture says I should leave you. Y'all, this is love. Love does not look for pretty. Love covers ugly. And until you find somebody that will hold you at your worst, no makeup, the abuse that you might have experienced in your past, Mm -hmm. the family of origin issues you might have, Mm -hmm. the hurts and the wounds, that somebody says, you know what? Show that to me Mm -hmm. so that I can show you an aspect of God, Mm -hmm. not in heaven, but on earth. And I'm telling you right now, Mm -hmm. I love it all, the good, the bad and the ugly. And y'all, I'm going to get some tonight. I'm telling you right now. None of y'all are. I am. Because I love you. But here's the deal. So, we, Sorry, do you want? Okay. No, yeah. So uh, what I'm thinking is we, <laughs> these body parts and types, y'all. I don't know. Watch this. No. Huh? Look, watch, watch how she blushes. Is it? it I, I'm done. Huh? Stop. Uh-huh. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Mm, uh, you know what's up. Look. Y'all see her? I can't even think that. Oh, my God. So what I'm praying this conversation does for us is reframe some things in our mind. Reframe the what you're looking for in a spouse. Reframe how you assess 
the person. Because that's kind of what we're doing when we're dating. We're looking to assess how they deal with hardship, how they deal with conflict, how they deal with all of these things so we can know if they'll stick with me when we go through life and do that. Are we better together? Like this is what God wants to do tonight. He wants to reframe shame of your past and see if the grace that you have for yourself, are you willing to have that type of grace for someone else? And it's okay to evaluate, do I have the capacity to deal with this issue in their life? Because if you don't, don't get married. Save yourself the pain of divorce. It's okay if you don't have the capacity or the grace to help them with that thing. But what we did is we got married way quick in nine months from meeting to wedding. Not recommended. Because we had, it's better to marry than to burn is what the Bible says. So we had to work out the things, all of these things while married. So by doing this type of self-evaluation, checking in with yourself and how you're evaluating your list, I believe these things might help you in choosing not the one, but someone who's perfectly good enough for you to do life with. Here's what I, I sense in this moment. Since there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of trauma from the past. There's a lot of rejection issues. You've not seen a good picture of marriage because your parents weren't together or maybe they are together and it's not a good relationship because they don't talk. They don't, but peace for the sake of peace is not peace. I, I feel like that tonight, I love your pastors because you get to see a good model of marriage. And tonight, I hope that you saw a good model of what you should want and 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 i feel like this some of you are holding back tears because you're like you mean i'm gonna have to tell somebody about that that pain i went through that abuse i endured telling you guys right now it was just six years ago when i found out that my wife was like sexually abused i found out that she was physically abused And I had to make a decision. Do I love her? And when I made the decision that I loved her, she got to see a part of Jesus through me. And we've loved each other through our issues to a place of health. And I'm telling you right now, if you have to put it all together, to stay together that's not the person that God has for you I'm telling you right now it's the good, the bad and the ugly and unfortunately there has been no more ugly in our our 22 years that we're working on now replacing those things and, and even now guys like stuff happens that's a trigger it's a, it's a memory causes her to remember something or cause me to remember something and now that love says hey can I check in with you are you okay 
What's going on? What's coming up for you right now? How, how can I bring peace to that? How, how, can, how can I help right now? And it's so healing. Sometimes she'll say, can you just pray for me? I'm just thinking about all the times I have shame attacks. And you just help pull me out of them. The shame attacks about my past are real, y'all. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one in this room. But to be coupled with someone who's lovingly helping me draw, draw, draw me out of that. And to rem like remind me the authority that I have in Jesus Christ and remind me who I am and remind me what God says about me and reminds me to reframe what the enemy meant to destroy us. God is using to save the lives of many people. Genesis 50, 20, like Romans 8, 28, he has turned all our yuck around for good. And he wants to do the same for each and every one of you if you're willing to let him. I feel like first is um, God wants to heal. Yeah. Like how you look and view yourself. Mm -hmm. You see, some of us think, well, that's all I deserve. That person, that, that kind of guy, that's all I deserve because what I've been through and what I've touched and, and my sexual past. And I, and I just feel like in a moment like this, God is going to heal some people. And, he, and he's going he's gonna to deliver some people. Yeah. And he's going to set some people free. And I'm not going to ask anyone to raise their hand because that could be embarrassing. But I just want to pray over you. Is that all right? Yeah. So if you're sitting next to a friend, somebody you, you showed up here with tonight, they've been a, just a, a source of strength for you. Just grab, the, grab their hand right now. I, 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 need, I, need, I need strength. Yeah. Father, in Jesus' name. In your word, you says that if anyone be in Christ, they are a new creation. You said old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. You also said in your word that you work all things together for your good. And God, I don't see how you can work that together. Every single person in here has a that. I don't see, I've, I've covered this up. I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to acknowledge it. You mean to tell me that you can use that? Yes. You can heal that? Yes. You can minister to that? Yes. Yeah. He said, just, just, I already know about it. Just, just give it to me. Yes. Just surrender it to me. Yes. So if that's you, I just want to let you know. That at some point, you're going to be able to call that good. I can't believe that God uses our greatest misery. And he's anointed it to become our greatest ministry. And right now, we can sit on a stage and talk about sexual abuse and talk about how jacked up our relationship was to benefit you. I am telling you right now. 
that what you have, what you went through will count for more than pain. It will count for purpose. And God is going to bring you with the right partner that will say, that can sit right here. But before that happens, God wants to first say, you can sit right here. And if you're in this room and you know that there's some distance in your relationship with God, and you've allowed the shame and you've allowed the past to just, I don't know if God really loves me. And it's called distance. Maybe you have said, God, I want you and invited him in your life before, but maybe you haven't. And right now, you feel the goosebumps. Those aren't goosebumps. That's the Holy Spirit loving on you right now. And if that's you, I want you to raise your hand and say, I, you know what? I, I need to get closer to God. Come on. Come on. We didn't share all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more hands. There's so many more hands. I want you to raise your hand. Come on, like you're confident in your deodorant right now. Come on, put it up high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hands. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start counting because there's so many people. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. There's about 200 hands up. Because what the enemy wants you to think is you're all alone. Exactly. You ain't alone. We are in this thing together. together. And I want everyone to stand now, all of us, just stand. I want you to repeat these words after me. It wasn't supposed to go like this, but this is the way it's going. I want everybody to close your eyes. I want you to put those both hands up in an act of surrender yes. and say, God, tonight, God, tonight I, confess with my mouth I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, and believe in my heart that you sent your son Jesus, Jesus to die, to die for, me. for me but he didn't stay there, he, didn't stay there. He, resurrected. he resurrected and when he resurrected, when he, resurrected he redefined, he redefined death. death so what was meant to kill me, was meant to kill me is, actually is actually gonna bless me, gonna bless me. So, I so I receive your grace I receive freedom tonight. I receive joy tonight. No more shame. No more disappointment. No more discouragement. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm saved. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus' name. Now can a young generation give God some praise in this place?